we're all energy and our mindset sets the frequency to the energy we emit and so if my energy is I'm overwhelmed by external input I must protect myself from it that program itself keeps my auric field tuned in to more psychic attacks what I found to be true often is an empathetic person more often than not will attract a narcissistic person and that pattern of coexistence is something that I've observed a lot. Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist podcast where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host Raven Scott, your nurturing warrior guide through the darkness. Just a reminder, this episode is for educational purposes only, and it is not a substitute for professional therapy. What if there was a way to live life on your own terms? Would you be interested? You feel others' feelings deeply as an empath. You often struggle with self-care because you're so sensitive to other people's emotions. Plus, on top of that, you're being gaslit, abused, and confused by the narcissist. However, when you learn to take care of yourself, empath, you can achieve peace, purpose, and abundance in your life. Take it from those of us who have come out through the dark abyss and onto the other side. This is episode 118, How Empaths Can Attain Peace, Purpose, and Prosperity with Victoria Rader. She is a PhD possibility coach, transformational speaker, and founder of Why You To Shine, empowers coaches, entrepreneurs, and people that seek personal development to grow in all areas of their life through the proven formula of success, that they have more peace, purpose, and prosperity. She is a four times bestseller author who is globally recognized along with Brene Brown, Richard Branson for her contribution to sustainability and mental health projects with Kriya Global Award by Brains Magazine. In this episode, learn how to identify what it is you truly desire, how to discover and create your vision for your life and your future and Find different energetic ways to change your mindset. Practice with us the auric clans and protection today as you listen the first time and always come back to this episode over and over to practice this meditation and protection with us to live your life free from the narcissist and in full peace, purpose, and prosperity. So without further ado, let's get into the conversation. Hello, Victoria. Thank you for being here. It's so nice to meet you. Raven, likewise. Thank you for having me. Yes, this is going to be a really beautiful conversation today. I just can feel it. We're going to be focusing on the key strategy of how empaths can attain peace, purpose, and prosperity. Those are like the big things, right? That we're all trying to achieve, especially as empaths who are overwhelmed and bombarded by everyone else's emotions. Very much so. Very much so. Yeah. But before we get into the, all that juicy stuff, we want to learn a little bit about you, a little bit about how you got here in your books and your focus on this topic. Well, you know, I've always had um, 
psychic abilities from the time I was a child without necessarily being aware of what they were. I did a lot of intuitive readings and I would use any medium that I could get my hands on to do so, whether it was tea leaves or coffee cups or playing cards. I grew up in the former Soviet Union in Ukraine, so there weren't any approved psychic crystals or handy there was the belief Mm. into believing anything other than the political unity of one communist party was a little bit limited so yes (laughs) yes and i want to acknowledge that that's still people who are living in that still experience that soviet union and china so yeah and i'm sure there's a few other communist countries yeah yeah and so it's interesting and with the conflict that we're seeing with russia and ukraine it's the two mentalities it's mentality of freedom where Ukraine said, okay, we love freedom and that gasping for air. And and I think it's interesting that it came through this way because I think in some ways that's probably the same energy pattern as there is between an empath and a narcissist, if you think about it, because the empath wants to have the freedom from and the program, the subconscious program, I want to be free from overwhelm, actually creates the presence of overwhelm. And I can speak of that as the empath who learned to be compassionate. And that's just something that I probably will be able to share. And then, of course, the narcissistic program of that capture of I must have something I don't have, which means I never have what I need to be happy. So I'm going to go take it from anyone at any time. So we can look at the governmental political conflict, or we can look at the individual conflict, but those boundaries remain the same. It's beautifully said, beautifully said. And sometimes a lot of us who are on our spiritual path and just surviving in our own personal situation, don't like to hear about what's going on in the world because it's so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do always try and touch a tiny bit only if it reflects, right? The example, like you just put so beautifully, it it is the macro is the micro. It's like a mirror. Yeah. And so the very first thing I think that I've come to realize was that how do I shift from trying to protect myself continually from the attack? Mm-hmm. Because that in and of itself, that mindset, that energy, we're all energy. And our mindset sets the frequency to the energy we emit. And so if my energy is I'm overwhelmed by external input, I must protect myself from it. That program itself keeps my auric field tuned in to more psychic attacks, I call them to more energy penetration. Mm -hmm. And so it's gently shifting to, I am safe, I am expanding the light that I've come to expand. And so you no longer are seeking protection, you assume, however unnatural it might feel, is that you are. And if you're in a very severe situation, which I found myself in some of those in my life, is you feel you're lying to yourself. And so the shift is one word, which is now. Um, it's so important with all the affirmation that empaths are given. If you say I'm safe, but you feel unsafe, you're lying, and that calls a disturbance. So by shifting to 
and now I'm safe. So you're honoring everything up till this very sacred moment. And then you're saying, and now I'm safe. And it becomes your little secret in this tiny space for this second of time. And now I'm safe. Here are my three breaths. And so I don't know why it just went this way, but we followed it. And here we are. <laughs> yes, we did. It was beautiful. And we're diving deep already. Yes. I love that. I am safe now. That's beautiful. It's similar to what you would say while at the end of your EFT tapping is you're acknowledging what you've experienced. You go through the cycles of tapping and saying, I'm really anxious. I'm stressed out right now. It's not safe, yada, yada. And then you continue to go through and you say like, I love and completely accept myself. It is safe to be here. I am calm, confident and relaxed. And I would love to add that word at the end now, right? Because maybe in a few moments, there's an argument and you may not feel it, but right now is the key to the healing path. Mm, yeah. And it that. takes responsibility off you to either be addressing all of this stored trauma up till now. So your survival self is reassured. I, I'm not denying what has happened. I'm not saying always. The word always could be such a trigger. You're not saying I'm always at peace. And I'm not guaranteeing that in 15 minutes, but now I'm safe. You can be so genuine and authentic in that moment. And then that moment of safety is what starts expanding through your life to hopefully to an hour and then to a day, to a week, to a month. And yes, there will be setbacks even with that expansion. But in a nutshell, you heal in the now of this very sacred second, and then you're expanding the space. Mm. That's beautiful. Just the other day, I was sitting and doing a Reiki session with a beautiful Reiki practitioner, Destiny, and she was helping us expand our auras. And I'm envisioning my bubble aura that I was envisioning in that, that period. And then I'm also feeling like my scar tissue in my shoulder. And I was thinking, what you're saying is every time that you spend those moments with yourself and you breathe and you, you say, I'm safe now, and you're spending time with your higher self, right? Your inner self, you are literally creating another layer of stronger scar tissue on your aura and your like spiritual soul being. And then all of a sudden, you, like what the narcissist does, does not really like, you don't care. You repel it and you're like, whatever, yeah. dude or miss, missus, you're, you're, I'm done. Yeah, you observe instead of participate. It's the power yeah. of witnessing instead of involvement. And it's beautiful that you've talked about aura because when I was meditating on the greatest value I could bring to your family here, what came through was a four steps auric clans and protection that I've taught the empaths in our groups. Mm. And if and so I can take us through that so that we can experience it together. And then at any time you feel that your auric field is shattered, which is whenever you experience fear, that is paralyzing. It's a sign that your auric field has a crack in it. I call it like an egg would have a crack. And so, so do you want to do that? Do you want to do it later? Even what is, what yeah. would you like to do? I would love to do that. Let's do the four steps. Can we like hold and pause and go back to your story to establish absolutely. where you came from? And then let's dive into that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, so growing up in Ukraine, I came to us when I was about 
2017, the first time, I visited my friend who lived in Santa Barbara. The Iron Curtain fell, the Soviet Union fell apart, and it was safe for me to travel and leave Ukraine at that time. And her parents got married. I mean, her mom remarried an American citizen. And coming into America was such a big cultural shock for her that she became severely anorexic. And so they flew me out knowing that I had this healing power, <laughs> hush, hush, healing power. She's like, well, just be around her. She'll be better. Yeah, said, okay. Wow. And so I, I, this was my first time coming to the U.S. I lived it for, for six months in Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. And then I came back to Ukraine and went to the academy there where I met my husband, who I've been married to now for 26, almost seven years. So we have two amazing kids. So he's the reason that I've come here permanently. Uh-huh. I was very happy to go back home, but I had the most unromantic proposal known to man. He said, it's cheaper for me to marry you than it is to keep visiting you. I said, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, so on this- and he was one, from Santa Barbara? You met him in Santa no, Barbara? He's, no, I didn't meet him in Santa Barbara. I met him back in college the, in Kiev in Ukraine. Thank you. Yeah, the school I was going to had, it was an English speaking school. And all of our professors were from some of the best schools in the world. So it was a very beautiful learning environment. And he, being a judge in the US, was teaching the constitutional law at our university for the three months that he came to observe the democratic election. That was the first election that was taking place in Ukraine. So that's the story of how I ended up in the United States. And in terms of emotional story, there was a time in my life that I suppressed my gifts completely because I was able to see a death in the family for one of my friends Mm -hmm. and didn't know how to convey it. And within two days, her very young 42-year-old dad, 42, five-year-old dad died of a of a stroke, heart attack or stroke. I think it was a stroke. And it was such a shock to my system. And this is what an empath will do. We will take a responsibility for the world. I call it the first deception of an empath. We are assuming that somehow our knowing or even our being could have saved somebody else. And it's important to know that every person has a path and a point of entry and a point of exit. And that while we can love and support everyone, we cannot save anyone. Just Mm. such a freeing thing. You can nourish all, but you cannot affect the degree to which they will receive the nourishment. Just removing that heavy responsibility. So that was a very important lesson for me to, and it took me years to remove the shock and trauma from what could I've done? Should I, was it supposed to stop it? Like the misunderstanding. And I, as I said, I stopped any practices that were expensive for my intuitive gifts. I threw myself actually into religion and I've studied anything and everything I could get my hands on. And I traveled extensively and I'm very grateful for both of those paths because they are, they were a making of who I am today to where I tell all of us, whoever, whatever you cannot stand is whatever stands in your way. So if the word spirituality triggers you, that's who you want to spend, what you want to lean into. If the word religion causes you harm, that's the trigger that needs to be released because the person you're with 
Maybe you want to increase the distance so that you can diminish their presence so you can forgive greater, right? The greater the distance, the easier the forgiveness. Yes. So that was my journey. And I practically wanted to homeschool my kids. We decided that I was going to travel the world. I learned very quickly that in the America... The there's no money attached to the little plastic magic card I was swiping. There was no credit in the in Ukraine. So at a time, so my husband explained to me the concept of debt and my, <laughs> and my introduction of my family to it. So I got into real estate because it was important for me to continue to homeschool the kids. I got into mm-hmm. real estate, became very successful, became one of the top one percent of agents in the country, and people started asking me. What was the magic sauce that I had hidden? How do you succeed? So I started training and traveling and opened my life and business coaching company only to understand that while I could give all the practical steps, there was the invisible that controlled the visible. And I've went back to the origin, to my childhood, to my teens got a PhD in metaphysical sciences to study it, and then really delve deep and get mastery level or higher in every accessible energy healing modality. Witnessed a lot of incredible, miraculous healings as a result of that. Wow, that's beautiful. And you're right. It just goes to show like our journey is winding, so you have to keep leaning into this over here and this over there. And it's, there's no shame in it. I feel like so many times I feel like I'm too much of a butterfly or us empaths are so sensitive. So we want to try this and that, but that's just one way. One person's idea of a straight road is not everyone else's path. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah. And like I say what makes something straight is your alignment. The straight road for all of us is the 90 degree angle of alignment with the divine guidance we each have. So what often happens if I'm going to be looking at Raven and trying to get her guidance, if she's looking at me and she's trying to get my guidance, it'll be a skewed guidance because it's not at an exact 90 degree of divine revelation that we each have. So to me, our straight paths are that the line is created between two points. That's what a line is. That's what makes a line a straight path. That one point is me. The second point is my divine source. However, I get to define it. God, universe, source. That is my straight line. Mm-hmm. Anything else or anyone else, unless they're aligned with that line, would be taking me out of my straight path. And if that straight path wants to zigzag back and forth through life, because I'm continually following that divine guidance, and it might look like a complete mess on the outside, I am following my straight path. And it sounds so effortless. I could write 20 volumes on the times I chose to ignore the divine guidance and the consequences (laughs) that came as a result of that, lest we forget. Exactly. Oh, I just woke up and I flew. No, not really. I crawled. I sat in the mud. Yes, this is is wisdom coming from real life experience. (laughs) Experiencing the consequences for not connecting to her divine and listening to the outside sources, which I can personally attest as well. I've have many regrets and and I'm sure we all do. It's always like we talk about looking to your outside of yourself is what always 
pulls us astray is what always leads to heartache and disappointment because it's not the connection between you and your higher self. Mm-hmm. It's someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And I see that there is one divine truth that flows through all of us. And it is for you is when you have that, the, the feeling of the spirit, when you feel the chills through your body, you, you just feel it. When you feel it, there it is. This is on my straight path. This was for me. But some other things like, oh, wow, this is cool. Maybe I should try it. I'm like, maybe you should not. Maybe you should wait for the chills. Wait for the chills. <laughs> Once you got them, this is yours. Yes. <laughs> yes. And because I think a lot of times we compare like, oh, well, this person, especially so many different coaches that are selling you their way or this way. It's like, oh, well, it worked for them because they're saying they made this amount of money or that amount of money. But that's, again, that's like, well, that works for them. Do you have the chills? Do you really feel like your inner authority is saying that works for you? Or is that just like a really great sales pitch that they gave you? Exactly. <laughs> and, and the whole FOMO thing gets me like in a curious way. I'm like, <laughs> if somebody tells you this is your last opportunity, internally smile, like give it a big smile because <laughs> it protects you because the fear of missing out is what shrinks our light expression because it throws us back into fear. So if it's the right opportunity, you've got eternity to utilize it. Like Ooh, I won't say I it again. That. I gotta say, say it if it's the right opportunity, you've got eternity to utilize it. Yeah. And so your one question is, is this the moment in eternity when I get the privilege to utilize it? And you wait for the chills. You got the chills. You got the chills. So that's so important. So important because we are in the world right now where everybody has the only way for you to be anyone. And if you don't take it, this is it. It's over. And it's just, yeah. and when you hear it all the time and you're empathetic, there's still a small voice inside you says, well, but what if they're right? What if they're right? And that's, that would probably be the greatest contribution I can give. So. I love that. Yes. Yes. That is actually like part of their formula in marketing. Just FYI, like the FOMO is what they build into it. They even teach you like have this. So that way people like emotionally purchase and grab right away. And it may not serve your highest good, but what's making them money. So yeah, we feed our trauma that way. We feed our trauma. We throw money at our trauma. Yeah. 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 Similar to my FOMO with feeling loved and accepted by participating in things with my family you know Mm -hmm. if I'm not included in the plans or like incorporated or if for some reason something happens and I can't make it circumstantially I used to have intense anxiety like meltdown FOMOs when it goes back to that core wound and yeah we just can't I'm sure a lot more people feel that too so we can't let that be our driving force for moving forward like you said that shrinking our energy and our light Yeah. And what you're so beautifully describing is also this, uh, the gift of belonging. I think empaths are born with yearning for belonging. Mm -hmm. And that yearning for belonging is what sometimes cracks our auric field. 
because we want to belong by inviting others into our sacred space. Because I think there is a little bit of misunderstanding of two concepts of oneness and sameness. And I see it more and more now where oneness is expected to be sameness, but that couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, you even look at your face, your eyes and nose are quite different. If it's a good day for me, <laughs> I look different. If, it's, if I can tell the difference between the two of them, it's a good day. Yeah. Yeah. But the very first step is you understand the uniqueness of who you are and that oneness does not mean opening your energy to all, but contributing it from the place of safe enclosure, that it is oneness through boundaries versus sameness through over-involvement. And that's mm. the first logical, I think, step for an empathetic person to be like, okay, so I want to belong. So because I want to belong, I open my boundaries. I absorb everybody's stuff. It brings me down. I can't function. So first, let's belong in the sacred space of who we are. Let's belong so fully that there's no space for any other negative energy. That's just a gorgeous concept. Yes, which then perfectly transitions us back into what we wanted to walk us through the four steps. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Let's do yeah. that. So, so yeah, so that came in. And one thing that I wanted to add in is that in my practice, and it might not be true for some of your listeners, and please don't make it true if it isn't, right? Just realize it is true for somebody, and hopefully there's some value in it for you. What I found to be true often is an empathetic person more often than not will attract a narcissistic person. And that pattern of coexistence is something that I've observed a lot. I've attracted mm. people into my life that were yeah. very clear narcissists. And I felt the sick exchange of those energies. And so when I asked and pondered, for quite a while, actually, as to why it happens in terms of boundaries, I was shown a very interesting symbiotic relationship that if you think of a narcissist, they don't know boundaries of involvement. They push themselves into everything and they clear the space with their energy, sometimes to share destruction. It really is a disease of lack of awareness without placing judgment or excuse on that, but observing the behavior, it is lack of awareness. But on the empathetic side, it is also lack of awareness because we're actually opening our boundaries wide open to that invasion. And so that particular exchange, speaking only energetically, right? I, I've had some very traumatic clients that I've had to walk through. This is not a trauma advice. This is an energy analysis, mm -hmm. an energetic exchange, creating, honoring, and living within the beautiful boundary of love is your most advanced protective move. Instead of trying to influence, change, or heal someone, which what might or might not be capable of that. It might not be their lifetime to go through that. So as we walk through this exercise, I wanted to give us the understanding of boundaries of love so it makes perfect sense. So let's say in extreme narcissism, even I would say if you look at a sociopathic behaviors, the person is void of experiencing true love. 
like either a love of meat or is it zero? Because they say, well, narcissists only loves themselves. Unfortunately, not. Mm-hmm. If they were capable of loving themselves, they wouldn't be a narcissist. They're void of love. Yeah. They're so void of love that they want it at any cost. They don't know how to get it. That's why they go and cross everyone and everything to get it. So the love is zero. That's that's that ruining the boundaries. But then you have sympathy. With sympathy, a lot of us go into the sympathetic mode when we say, I know you feel something. I can relate to it. The empath says, I know you feel something. Now I feel it. So that's the first energy exchange. Sympathy Mm -hmm. does not exchange energy. On the empathetic level, you now say, I feel what you feel. So I'm taking it from you. It becomes energetically easier for you. It might be harder for me. It's a very loving exchange. But the higher frequency is compassionate empathy, where you say, I feel what you feel, but I feel the source of love greater. Instead of absorbing your pain, mm-hmm. I shall channel c- creator's love. So you use your empathy of energy instead of using your back chakras to absorb it into you. You use your friend to give the love to the point of hurt. So that's that next level of being an empath. Does that make sense? It does. And I could simplify the example. Let's just take, if you have a child, I'm just going to give this example because it's what's fresh in my head from my personal experience. I have two little ones who have defined emotional solar plexus in the human design and mine's open. So I felt every little bump and bruise and all those feelings that are intense, especially when they're toddlers. And and it gave me a lot of anxiety, right? Because I was feeling it, like you said, through my back chakras. And until I could bring the love and just hold space and say, I know, and hold it and just keep going, I love you. And I would also do the Ho'oponopono prayer through it for myself and for them, just to kind of bring the love versus amplifying the anxiety that's bringing the love through that the front chakras, correct? Is that a good example? Oh, it's just it's just gorgeous example, and it just so all right. And it dispelled yeah. so much quicker. Yeah. Their anxiety, their anger, their sadness dispelled so much quicker. Yeah, and so yeah. that's in my mind. That is where we're lifting the world of empaths into mm-hmm. ability to to be absorbing from the source. That's so it's the empathy direction. Instead of absorbing from the pain, absorbing from the source, mm-hmm. the love that there is to heal the pain. So that's kind of like an internal calling for us. So, yeah. and so this beautiful meditation, it's, it's a visualization that I'll walk through. It's very quick. It's four steps. I want to voice the steps and walk us through it. The first step will be making a command for subconscious mind to seal our auric field. It's very important to seal it, even if there's negative emotion in it. A lot studies teach us to cleanse the field, but for an empath, cleansing is never ending. So you have to seal it first. If you keep cleansing, you're now sobbing because of the children in China. I mean, it's just, so you're continually cleansing and then you're on a detox and then you're on green smooth. It's just, it's the process. So the first step is no matter what I am digesting right now, emotionally, mentally, physically, energetically, sealing the aura, and it's instantaneous, I'm going to seal the aura. 
then we're going to ground it. A lot of us are ungrounded. We live in our higher chakras Mm -hmm. because we're afraid that if we ground to Mother Earth, we will absorb all her pain. Why? Because that's how we've been taught to become empaths for centuries. Mm. But once the aura is sealed, we cannot absorb the pain. We're going to give the earth what it needs, our toxic emotions. Yes, it does. When we breathe out carbon monoxide, Mm. earth needs it to convert it to oxygen. Mm -hmm. So the earth needs the energy toxins from us to create them into nutrients to support us. It's a symbiotic relationship. We've misunderstood it as humanity and started polluting it mm-hmm. and detached ourselves from detoxifying. So the second step is mm-hmm. it's going to be gorgeous grounding. So we'll create the aura I will, and you will experience it as I walk us through it. And then we're going to ground. The second we ground, we'll allow the toxins to flow with gratitude into Mother Earth, simultaneously allowing the love from the source to replenish the already sealed aura. And then we're going to affirm with a hand in our heart I am safe, surrounded by divine love. I am expanding the love. Anytime you will feel the crack in your aura, you will now, your subconscious will now know to do this exercise. So it doesn't have a name yet. One day it'll be on our app with a name for now. We'll just, we'll just do it. So, all right. So it's going to be very beautiful and, and effortlessly quick. So I'm just going to have us close our eyes for a moment and just make yourself comfortable, whatever that feels like to you. There's no wrong way to do it. I just want to remove this anxiety for all of us that somehow you might mess it up and it won't work for you and bring so much peace into every fiber of everyone's being. This is for you and you are equipped to do it. So we're going to take a beautiful one deep breath in through our nose out through the mouth as if blowing a candle. And it is now commanded of your powerful subconscious mind that your auric field, is shield, your shield is completely sealed. If you would like to allow for me to witness it for you wherever you are in time and space continuum when this energy healing reaches you, please think or say yes. And feel now how it is beautifully sealed. And now allowing for it to ground. It is safe for it to be grounded. And even as the auric field is sealed and grounded, we're witnessing all the toxins, off-stored relationships, fragments of fear, anguish, pain, disillusionment, all the soul fragments from other people that are energetically stored all being beautifully cleansed by grounding into Mother Earth, where you feel immense gratitude, allowing Mother Earth to convert those into what she needs. Even as this process of cleansing is proceeding, you're starting to feel the divine light from the infinite source of all love, filling every cell of your being, every fiber of your aura, as it has been filled with a radiant, healing, nourishing love. You feel the power from within awakening. It is your sacred power. It is the power of your sacred self. It is there for you and through you, for the unique expression of who you are. This power is building up, filling all of your aura where you now belong through love, fully and completely completely. 
Putting your hand on your heart, you may choose to repeat in your mind or with your words, I belong through love. I am protected by love. I am safe in and through love. Truly feel the connection. And as this love starts expanding through you, we're going to ask for its immense power to clear your space. The room that you're in, the home you're in, the land. Realize this is not the love that you're giving. It is the love of the infinite source with which you're now one that is being poured through you. Witness the relationship that has up till now caused pain and anguish. Witness how love fills the cracks and keeps you safe. While we have no power to change anybody else, we have power to be safe through love. And taking a beautiful deep breath in again through your nose and out through your mouth. And opening your eyes and just feeling this vibrancy, knowing that your subconscious has imprinted the pattern. You don't need to remember every word. You don't need to remember the steps. It is easy. It is your birthright. Whenever you need it, close your eyes and you can just simply say what she said and experience it. It's easy. Let's not overcomplicate it. We empaths know how to overcomplicate things <laughs> up till now. Now it's simple. <laughs> what she said I like that just, and really it's envisioning the feeling of that space that we just did that you listened to and you heard and experienced yeah what she said thank you for that that was beautiful I could feel like the pulsing going through my feet and the expansion of my aura and like you said like it, blasting through the home and the space it's beautiful. It adjusted like your, for some reason, it went also through, because I'm so close to you, it went through your spine beautifully. It just adjusted, it opened and opened three new channels for talents. So I can't wait what they are, Raven. I'll be following up. What are your three talents? <laughs> like wait. coming in. <laughs> I can't wait either. Oh, thank you. That was beautiful. Was I really appreciated that. That was so healing. I know we all really appreciate that experience. So, Tell us more about where we can get more of that experience from you. <laughs> well, I think depending on the involvement that you would like on this journey, I find that the I like to start with things that are free. <laughs> Personally, <laughs> I wrote the book on money, so I like the. We have the quiz that's called what's your money healing mode? And what it is, it's a, as I said, it's a free quiz. It's very easy to remember where it is. It's moneyquiz.me. And I'll tell you why me real quick, mm -hmm. because the recipe for me, not me, V creator, but me as human being is little M stands for mortal and big E for eternal. Little M stands for matter. Big E stands for energy, material, essential, manifesting expensive. So I look at every one of us as mortal surrendering to eternal matter to energy and so forth. So that's why it's moneyquiz.me. Like me is a reminder of that. So when you go to and take that quiz, it's fun. It's easy. It's just really fun. It's But it's very profound because it'll give you your driving emotion. And for a lot of us, I think it'll probably, it probably would be compassionate value because that's, that's 
where we are often. Mm-hmm. And as it gives you your driving emotion, it also tells you which three universal laws for prosperity and peace you currently might have blocked. So it invites you on the journey with those three laws. The book with all the laws is only 99 cents as an ebook. If you like audio, obviously the audio establishes their own price, but the ebook is only mm-hmm. 99 cents on, on Amazon. So if you felt the chills when you took the quiz and mm-hmm. you are guided to buy the book, you buy the book and then you find the laws there that will expand you. And then the book has the links to all other of our work for people that are, and I think there are two people for whom it'll probably open opportunity we have a very high frequency energy transformational program. Usually that program is 3000 a year. Whenever I come on a spiritual podcast, I always offer 999 value coupon, which brings it down to 999. That's my mm-hmm. one little big contribution. That's kind of the spectrum of most of what we do. The app, I can talk forever. Empathy app, yeah. grief and so forth. We store grief as empath, so that mm. Empower Dash Me app, in terms of pricing, is twenty dollars a year. But one of the sets there is ninety aspects of grief, and it has ninety visualizations for different aspects of grief. I think as empath, we store a lot of common conscious grief. Yes, that sounds beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So many projects. Sounds like me. <laughs> you might be an empath. <laughs> you might be an empath, and we have like lots of irons in the fire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Well, all those links will be in the show notes, so they'll be easy to click through for all of you, as well as in the blog on the website ravenscott.show. Thank you so much for being here. This has been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Raven. It's just a beautiful sacred space you've created. I think you touch so many hearts. Mm-hmm. Having done one season of a podcast and understanding the immense amount of dedication, commitment, and love it requires, I just want to honor you mm-hmm. as an incredible host. And you guys, if you don't have a podcast and you're listening to this one, please send her so much love. What she does is so immense in bringing the alignment to the planet. And I just said from the bottom of my heart. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Yes, you can take a screenshot and tag both of us. We'd love to connect with you. Share the screenshot of this podcast you're listening to right now up on your socials and your stories. And you can always write a positive review to balance out the narcissist haters who (laughs) slander me as I try and spread the love and light. What is the name of your podcast? It's called All About the Voice, and I interview people from all walks of life about how they follow the divine guidance and divine prompting, because I think all of us, once again, it's our birthright, and I believe that only through the individual divine revelation, for lack of a better word, and guidance can we each stand in that light and in that power, Yeah, and it looks different for all of us, and that's okay. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you for your work. And remember, always keep your unique light shining. Claim all the offerings and transformational workshops that we offer in our studio in the link in the show notes as well at ravenscott.show forward slash shop. First is the free How to Draw Powerful Boundaries workshop, where you will be free from the narcissist's negative emotional cycle, aka drama, and create a positive life. 
This is free in the link in the show notes. Next is the How to Leave the Narcissist Workshop in Your Life Physically and Emotionally, whether it be family or a romantic partner. When you finally discover this untapped secret in this workshop, your pain, shame, and self-loathing disappears. Third is the Soul Integration Masterclass, DNA activation, cheat codes, and spiritual alignment practices, and more. All so you can live authentically on another level. No one will recognize you anymore in a good way, and your soul will be alive, aligned, and integrated into this 3D body. And what if you could change your life by changing your mindset? Learn about the power of the human design system to help you do just that. The human design is a self-discovery tool for shifting from being stuck in the web of lies to living fully in your authentic expression. It is a chart that combines astrology, Kabbalah, I Ching, the chakras, and the science of neutrinos to understand your unique energy map. You can book a human design reading with me in the shop. Claim all of these and more in the link in the show notes at ravenscott.show forward slash shop. And of course, my book, Empath and the Narcissist, How to Overcome Narcissistic Abuse and Recover from PTSD, Codependency, Gaslighting and Manipulation is available on Amazon and Audible now. You can grab your free ebook in the link in the show notes as well. If you need to grab it immediately, start reading it right now before your paperback arrives in the mail. There is so much support for you this holiday season. So many exciting things are happening in the studio to assist you in your spiritual journey and out of the dark and to help you shine your magical sparkling light. <laughs>